Welcome to Women's Hoops and Talks, the what podcast, where we are elevating the voice of women in basketball. I'm Tara. And I'm Cassidy. Thank you so much for listening today. We've got a great show coming up. Our guest today is Kim Wara, also known to Blazers Twitter as at K-Dub in this club. Welcome to the show, Kim. Hello. Thank you. Happy to be here. We're excited to have you. So shall we start off with our traditional icebreaker? This one is a shout out. Well, it's not really a shout out. It's a hearkening to the future. It's about Las Vegas because I'm going to be there in a few weeks. And I believe I just learned that Kim is also going to be there too. So in yeah. honor of upcoming trips to Vegas, the icebreaker for today is if you could go to Vegas with a blazer or really any NBA player, who would it be? Who would like to go first? I'll jump in. Um, my first, I got to be honest, my first instinct was Evan Turner, but I think he's going to be spending way too much time in the high-end stores in Caesar's Palace. So I got to go, I got to go Zach Collins. Oh. Vegas oh. local. So he could really just take you to all the, all the locals only spots. And, and I just... I think it would be fun to get a different perspective of Vegas because I've been to Vegas a bunch of times and I feel like I have a great tourist impression of it, but he would really be like, here's all the, the real spots that you need to go to just a real local dude. So locals only with a barely 21 year old. (laughs) I'm ready to party. (laughs) I'm thinking I could never, uh, I could never keep up. (laughs) How about you, Cassidy? Oh, yeah. I'm going to – I think Evan Turner was my first thought too, but I don't think I can keep up with Evan Turner. (laughs) Um, So I think I'm going with the wine and dine aspect of Vegas, and I think I'd take CJ McCollum. Ooh. Knows his wine, likes good food. I know Vegas has a lot to offer that I can't afford, so why not? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was he was my choice too because I figured there's like nobody else I can keep up with and I'm not you know it might shock you to find out that I'm not big in the Vegas party scene um <laughs> but I do think just for the exact same reasons you said that CJ would be really fun to go with because of his like food and wine knowledge and I know that there's supposed to be really good food down in Vegas but like I could ever afford it right I just <laughs> I eat at Panera, like, pretty much every meal while I'm in Vegas. Well, that's why you need a Vegas local (laughs) to take you around to all the -the off-the-strip spots. (laughs) And I feel like there would be lots of spa time also with CJ and just, like, a lot of, like, self-care and me time. And I think, you know, there's a lot of fun stuff like that to do in Vegas that you don't necessarily think about, like, with all the partying going on. And I feel like CJ would have, like, the inside track on all that type, all those types of fun activities. Completely agree. Completely <laughs> agree. Well, you'll you'll catch Zach and I down on the floor of XS nightclub. Are, we, are you going to have glow sticks? Is that how <laughs> we're going to find you? Of course, yeah, EDC or whatever. (laughs) Oh, I want to go to that party, too. Um, So to kind of kick off our episode today, Kim, we'd like to get to know a little bit more about you and how you became interested in basketball and our Portland Trailblazers. Sure, yeah. So I, my family is from out of state. I was the only one born in Oregon. 
So nobody was ever really a basketball fan or sports person really, but I played basketball in um, middle school and high school. So I got really into the game when I was young and that was kind of pre like kind of pre jailblazers era, but we were good. Damon Stoudemire, we had Rasheed Wallace, like the blazers were a good team that was kind of, I mean, at the time marred by all the jailblazers, uh, shenanigans but now looking back on it I'm like man what we were such a good team and I think that kind of cast a a bad shadow on it where it shouldn't have but um but yeah so I think that was when I really got excited about the Blazers and I've always just loved the community of Rip City and all the fans and I think that since like I was my parents were never really into basketball and my family that I rely on the Blazers community to that's why I love Twitter so much and all that met I've met so many people on Twitter and just for the meetups and everything like that truly the best fan base in the NBA if I do say so absolutely <laughs> do you have any uh, favorite memories from over the years Whew. Andre Miller dunking <laughs> this is like the number one Andre Miller fan podcast I swear <laughs> Oh my God. He was so amazing. I just, he was just still one of my favorite blazers dunking. He's like, just, Oh my gosh. He's fighting Blake Griffin and getting ejected from the game. I mean, just all my favorite memories, just surrounding Andre Miller in general. Um, but just, I mean, I would say this past season and obviously kind of a recency bias, but what a great season it was. I think that like, of course, the Nurk injury um, really put a damper on everything to, you know, that was the worst thing ever. But what a great season. It just feels like the team was so special and everybody was so involved and um, it just was so great. And I'm like, wow, that was is that my favorite Blazers team so far? I, I think it might be. Yeah, I mean, I think a, a lot of people have really been talking about this being one of the most enjoyable years that they've had. You know, one of the years that I really liked was I was very sad when the Blazers lost LaMarcus Aldridge to the San Antonio Spurs. But I thought it was so fascinating the way that they rebuilt and that they we got so many new players to get to know. That's one of the things that I always enjoy is like, all right, well, like that's the first thing I do is when I find out who's coming to the team is go look them up and like go look up their, you know, the newspaper in the t- their high school hometown to find out like what they were saying about them when they were young. And right. I love getting to know new players. Oh, yeah. Who has been some of your favorite players over the years? Um, you mean besides Andre Miller? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's bring it back to that. No, just kidding. Um, Brandon Roy, I... I mean, he, what he did for the team was just so amazing. And it was like a time when I think people really needed it. And he was such a great player. And I think that he was so endeared to the community that it was just so devastating when he had to leave basketball and with, was riddled with injuries, but he will just still be always one of my favorite blazers um, just really at the top of the list, um, for sure. Of course, Dame's up there. Um, Andre Miller, as I already, already said, but also like Clyde Drexler. I mean, come on, Rasheed Wallace. 
there's just been so many great, uh, great players in the past on the Blazers. But Brandon Roy was really like it was a time when I was really watching a lot of basketball and like first getting it like into a, the Blazers Twitter community, I think, back then. So. Um, so, yeah, I would say Brandon Roy. When you played basketball, what position did you play? Center. Are yeah. you tall? I'm six foot and oh, yeah. I've, I've been six foot since I was in eighth grade. Oh, wow. So, I mean, but the thing is, like, I was never good at basketball at all. <laughs> like, I'm like not athletic at all. Everyone was so disappointed. I was just like a draft bust. Oh, high school. They, they, uh, the coach, the varsity coach kept trying to recruit me my freshman year. And so I went and tried out and they're like, Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not. Yeah. Some people are just not uh, very athletic. And I am one of those, those people. I just <laughs> can't jump very high. Like, I don't know. But I bet Never- you had a lot of heart. Oh yeah. It was so fun. And like that, I, didn't like playing in uh, like for my high school. So I ended up playing in an intramural league and it was like the best time I ever had. It was so fun to just kind of take the pressure that they put on you at high school and just play for fun mm-hmm. more than anything else. But yep. So no signature moves or did you have a signature move? Um, my signature move, move was just jumping, but only getting one inch off the ground uh, <laughs> Everyone, everyone on my team called me, including the coach, called me the Jolly Green Giant, which I'm actually insulted by. And I hope they're listening right now. I'm insulted. (laughs) (laughs) That. Did you have like a name that you wish that you went by? Something more intimidating. (laughs) (laughs) The intimidating Green Giant. (laughs) Yeah, come on. But yeah, I just, cause I was not very aggressive and I'm like, we're just all having a good time. Aren't we guys? You know? Yeah. Well, speaking of good times, it is summer and summer is the time for playlists. So we decided that for this episode, we're going to put together our uh, NBA off season playlist. Volume one, who knows? Maybe there'll be a volume two. Depends on how much fun we have putting together this playlist. (laughs) (laughs) but i think we should start uh like kind of league like find some songs that sort of typify things that are going on league-wide and then we'll zero in on the blazers so how does that sound sounds like a plan to me oh all right well should i start or does anybody else somebody else want to start go ahead jump in start us off Okay, well, I'll get us started. So I think with the Anthony Davis trade that just happened, we've got a a few sort of Anthony Davis-related songs. Obviously, there's a lot going on. But I want to bring up the Celtics because the Celtics, it looked like they had a really great chance at bringing Anthony Davis onto their team. They even uh, got the, you know, like they couldn't actually do the trade at the trade deadline. So they were lucky enough that the trade didn't, you know, that no trade happened that time. So they got to play out through the whole rest of the year so that by the time um, the offseason came around, they would have all their assets. And so it was like, okay, great. So they escaped, you know, 
one uh, near miss. And so now they're going to have, they're going to come into the season, you know, fully loaded to be able to go for Anthony Davis. And not only do they not get Anthony Davis, now there's all this talk about Kyrie Irving leaving. So it's like. And Al Horford. And Al Horford, yeah. So my song that I chose for them is uh, by the Dixie Chicks, and it's called There's Your Trouble. And the reason I picked it is because the chorus says, should have all worked out, but it didn't. She should be here now, but she isn't. And I thought that just really characterized how things are going for the poor Celtics right now. I mean, I say poor because, like, you know, how bad can we feel with them with all of their millions of championships? But yeah, should have all worked out, but it didn't. And I'll change the lyrics to say he should be here now, but he isn't. So that is my song that I've chosen um, for the Celtics. I like it. Great choice. Yes. Great way to start us off. <laughs> I'd mention that we don't feel bad for we don't feel that bad for the Celtics. No, so. we, I don't really feel that bad for them and all of their championships that they can just like roll around him for as long as they want. Uh, but I just thought it was such a great characterization of like they had it all and then poof, like now they got, you know, they're just, <laughs> they're, it's just all blowing away. Well, speaking of Kyrie, <laughs> uh, I think my song for what will Kyrie do has to be Brooklyn by Mo Steph. Because I think he is headed to Brooklyn. Uh, Rumor has it he uh, packed his bags and moved out of his Boston house. And one of the leads said that they were headed to New York. So uh, I think for this one, that's the perfect song. Uh, And I picked it because I feel like it just encapsulates so much Brooklyn. And I think that is really what Kyrie wanted to do was to be in New York and be in a big city. So we'll see if it happens. But that is what I picked. So I I was just listening to that song to remind myself of what it sounded like. And what I had <laughs> forgotten is that it starts off with the sample yeah. of a song about L.A. So I was like, this is brilliant because it yeah. starts off with it, um, you know, under talk- the bridge. Yes. Yeah. Which is like about L.A. And then it turns and goes the other direction to Brooklyn, which is, again, exactly what Kyrie Irving seems. <laughs> I mean, you know, for the people in L.A. who thought maybe that he might be coming that way, it doesn't look like he's maybe necessarily going to go that way either. So, yeah. Well, on the other side of of the Celtics issue, we talked about Anthony Davis and with him going to L.A. to play with LeBron. How are AD and LeBron going to be getting along this next season? And their roster isn't totally complete yet. Um, but that's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget about Alex Caruso. He oh, is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody count out Alex Caruso in front of me. <laughs> but they got those superstars lined up. So I chose for uh, for this song. Hit 'em High, the Monstars anthem from Space Jam by Be Real, Method Man, Coolio, LL Cool J, Buster Rhymes. And it was an, an anthem from the Space Jam movie, um, which you know had to come up. Uh, if we're talking about a playlist, I mean, mm-hmm. the Space Jam play or the Space Jam soundtrack is one of the greatest summer playlists of all time. So I had to pick something from that. And I think that with hit him high 
it was when the Monstars, if you're unfamiliar with the movie, which you shouldn't be because it's amazing, Swackhammer, who's the Danny DeVito evil alien, he is creating the Monstars, which is the super team that's going to be beating Bugs Bunny and his team and all of that. And uh, so I felt like that song was perfect because these are two superstars. Everybody thinks they're AD and LeBron. Everybody has the Lakers, even with, an, as we already mentioned, the roster not being finished or even close to finish. We just know that it's going to be AD and LeBron. <laughs> and, but already Vegas is like, the Lakers are going to win the championship in 2020. Like, all right. Do we even know who's on any other team? Like, who's, where's Kawhi go? Where, we don't know anything yet. Vegas is always wrong anyway, but. They said that when LeBron got there too. Right, yeah. <laughs> and then everybody's expecting the Lakers to, again, win it all and be so great, similar to the Monstars. But no, that's not what happens. You should watch the movie and find out. <laughs> You're not going to get any disagreement from uh, Cassidy here, I don't think, because like I don't know. I, we could have a contest to see who's the bigger uh, Space Jam fan. Right now. I love Space Jam. I tried to quote Space Jam in my wedding ceremony. Oh my, that's in, that's so inspiring. Thank you. Yeah, we did do a Go Blazers thing at the end of the wedding, though. So <laughs> it's not really a wedding without. Uh, without Space Jam coming up, in my opinion, so. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I got married before Space Jam. That's how long I've been married. <laughs> but um, we planned our wedding around game day because the Blazers were playing, I think it was, uh, let's see, it was April 28th, so it must have been during the playoffs, and they played the supersonics that day and so we like had an early wedding so that every all of everything in the festivities would all be over so that we could go watch the game <laughs> which some of my friends that got married had that same courtesy i know right, right. <laughs> yeah i know sometimes when you get a wedding invitation you're like did nobody check the schedule like all these graduations and all this stuff that happens like yeah come on Nothing should ever happen during playoff season. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to come up with the next song. Um, let's see. Well, I, I feel kind of bad because all of my non-Blazer ones are, like, kind of sad. <laughs> but I chose a theme song for the Knicks. <laughs> because, okay, I want to be super clear that I'm really sad about what happened to Kevin Durant. I... Um, I I would my guess is that with his injury I would think that he's probably going to going to stay put. I could be completely wrong, but it seems to me a lot less likely than it did 2 weeks ago that he's going to go to the Knicks and it seemed like the Knicks like had already like you know had all the uniforms printed up and were ready for him to arrive and now all of that just seems to be completely up in the air. So I chose Tom Petty's Free Fallen to be their anthem because you just like just when you think things are getting bad for the Knicks, then things just seem to get worse. So, so that's that's the my choice for their theme song. Well, to kick off more sadness for the Knicks, they did not get that number one pick that they were hoping for. So, and we all know that ended up going to New Orleans. So Zion is headed to New Orleans for his first year in the league. 
And I think for a little piece of advice for Zion, I picked a song that I think he may need to uh, really let inspire him because there's going to be a lot of stuff coming at him the next year. And that's Taylor Swift's Shake It Off because there's going to be haters and they're going to hate, hate, hate. And they're going to be players and they're going to play, play, play harder because they're playing Zion. So I think he's going to need to shake it off, play how he's going to play, be who he's going to be and not let it all get to him because I think any tiny thing could be, you know, the biggest disaster ever in the media and, you know, a rookie's going to have ups and downs. So my dice for Zion is to just shake it off. Oh my God. <laughs> that is so perfect. <laughs> that is perfect. I think the, oh, well, we'll probably just talk about the Pelicans a little bit more later, but to get back to Kawhi, kind of mentioned it, but um, what's what's Kawhi going to be doing next year? That's kind of the question circula- circulating the internet at this point. And I had to, had to pick a song from Canadian power trio Rush. <laughs> <laughs> and there were so many. There were so many that I could pick. Turns out those guys were writing about NBA free agency this whole time, I'm pretty sure. Um, uh, but I chose Limelight. And that's because Kawhi, just, he's such a quiet dude. He does not really, well, he, I think he has social media, but he's not active on social media at all. It's, he might have somebody that just runs it for him. Wouldn't really surprise me. And in the song Limelight, they're talking about all, how all the world's a stage. You're just being under the scrutiny of everyone while trying to maintain your privacy. And Kawhi doesn't really, it doesn't seem like he really wants to be in the limelight. He just is a guy that loves playing basketball as we've all, you know, and that's kind of what has endeared him to a lot of uh, fans, I think, is that he just is kind of unemotional. I mean, I we all know that he's very unemotional and gets kind of that robot, uh, gets called a robot and all this, but really he's just, a guy that loves playing basketball, just the love of the game. He doesn't need to be in the limelight. And I thought this was the perfect song to describe him. As far as what he's going to do next year. Yeah, what I, do you think? I'm As much as I really want him to stay in Toronto, for the city of Toronto and Canada in general, and also just because everyone loves him there and also, his relationship with Kyle Lowry, which I'm obsessed with now. Yeah. But I think, <laughs> but I I just really think he is going to end up in the uh, in L.A., but for the Clippers. I think he's going to the Clip- Clippers. What do you think he's going to do, Cassidy? Oh, I'm so torn. And I think, I think he may stay in Toronto. I watched every second of that parade and I just... I think him and Kyle have a have figured out to have a really good friendship, but also that playing relationship. And I don't know. I think maybe maybe it's enough of an appeal, but I don't know. Having family in LA is a big a big thing to him. So I'm leaning towards staying in Toronto, at least for one more year. I think he's gonna go to LA to play with the Clippers because I think if there was ever anybody who was more likely to stick with the plan it's it's just Kyrie <laughs> or it's uh um Kawhi. 
Kawhi. It's Kawhi because, you know, like the plan was that he was going to go to Toronto and he was going to play out his year and then he was going to go to L.A. Like, why would the plan change? <laughs> he just seems like so like I'm sticking with the plan. But I love so much the fact that he just swept in for one year and gave has basically given every other team in the league hope, you know, because mm-hmm. like the last time that had happened was probably with the Dallas Mavericks of what was like 2014, where they just like came in and they had this like one great year. And yeah. I just love the fact that one player could come in and like, so, I think so many, I don't know, I can't speak for other fan bases, but, you know, from Portland's point of view just watching golden state year after year after year versus whoever whatever team lebron was on it just everything felt so inevitable and uh Kawhi on toronto just like op- just it felt like it just opened up so many possibilities that we had forgotten about or given up on so i just love that i do too i i love that and that's why i just i really think that Kawhi. Like, it would just be nice for him to be there another year, I think. But regardless of what he does, what he did for Toronto, I mean, they're going to – it's going to be a standing ovation every time he plays in Toronto for, you know, the rest of his career, for sure. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think anyone's going to be mad. I mean, it's just like, how often does that ever happen? (laughs) No matter what, he gets a statue. I think no matter what, he gets a statue. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm wondering like if that's what, if that's the kind of, like if the, everything goes right in LA, I feel like that's the kind of impact that AD can have. What do mm-hmm. you guys, what do you all think about that? Cause I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, con- I wasn't totally convinced about Kawhi either, but then, you know, he very quickly changed my mind when I saw him actually playing and like how he fit so well on that team. So I'm at this point still pretty skeptical of Anthony Davis. And I'm probably like the last person in the entire league who's like going to admit like, okay, yeah, he's really good. Like I get that he's really good, but I just can't get over the fact that he was in New Orleans for so long and they did nothing except for the one thing that they did was they swept the Blazers. But when you look at how long he was there and how many opportunities he had with his just incredible skill to turn them into a team – it just wasn't there. So I, I'm sort of in the I'm in the place right now with Anthony Davis to L.A. when, you know, Kawhi went to Toronto and I was a little bit skeptical. So I'm a little I'm still skeptical of Anthony Davis, you know, having being able to change things that much in L.A. I think with like with LeBron, though, and I think I mean, I think that was the missing piece a little bit. I agree with you. I think that. Anthony Davis, I'm I'm surprised that he they that the Pelicans didn't do better. I can't believe nothing really happened with that. Except, I mean, obviously this last year was he didn't really play that much after you know January or February or whenever it was that he uh, started you know complaining a little bit. But I think that I don't know. I, he's just such a top caliber player in the league right now that it's hard to imagine that between him and LeBron that they're not going to really get things done this next year. As much as I don't want that to happen, <laughs> it's it's not going to. <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. Uh, I I just think LeBron's getting a lot older and he needs more support than just Anthony Davis. So, I think a lot of it is going to depend on what else they can get because 
I don't think their current roster would get there. So they got to figure it out. Especially since they traded everybody and yeah. (laughs) And the, you know, they don't have a draft really. Their draft is controlled for the next, what? Five years. (laughs) Yeah. It's insane. That is, it's so much to give up for someone who was going to be available in a year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you that franchise, man. Never a dull moment, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we turn to Blazer-related pieces now. Let's see. Whose turn is it? I've lost track of whose turn it is. Let's see. Kim, do you want to go? Sure. Um, Let's see. I, the, the most important upcoming pressing thing is... The Blazers defending their summer league championship. Yes. Yes. Matter of reach. <laughs> so I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that. They need some inspiration. They need uh, a theme song. And that's what I've come up with. And who better than to inspire and lead the summer league team than Dame Dalla. I had to include rapper Dame Dalla somewhere in this playlist for sure. And I think that um, the song Run It Up, which features Lil Wayne, um, I thought was a good one to just really inspire the guys and um, and just, yeah, get them out there to uh, defend their championship. And I think that having Dame's inclusive leadership inspiring them through this song is going to really get the job done in Las Vegas. I can't wait until they're back-to-back summer league champions. I yes. know. And then NBA champions. Well, yeah, that that naturally will will come out of it. But I'm already getting ready for year three when we're all like, you know what? It's really hard to three-peat, you know? <laughs> I'm totally here for all the summer league takes. I get so much more into summer league. <laughs> I mean, superstar Amphrodee Simons just leading, I mean – I hope he just absolutely gets to dominate out there. Yeah. I mean, it might be a little embarrassing if they just like <laughs> run over everybody, if they just like destroy everybody in their paths. I mean, everybody who watched that Sacramento game, they were watching the Summer League Championship team. And like for anybody who doubted whether or not they were going to win that game, they were obviously going to win because they had the champion, the Summer exactly. League roster in. Exactly. So, I mean, they've got, you know, they've got lots of playing time together. They've got a bonding trip to Las Vegas and they probably had Zach Collins taking them around to all of his local (laughs) favorite spots. (laughs) I'm sure. Yes. Uh, Let's see. I have a Damian Lillard one, so I'll jump in. Um, This is uh, Damian Lillard's like summer training music. I think like the, the, what I imagine, you know, might be, be something that's motivating for him. I don't know. He probably doesn't listen to it all. But anyway, it's Under Pressure by uh, Queen and David Bowie. So first of all, it's like one of the greatest songs ever. Agreed. Such a great song. Um, but it really, to me, the the song, a couple reasons I think it really epitomizes like what we know of Damian Lillard. So it's about first of all, being under pressure. And we all know that the greater the load Damian Lord is carrying, the more excellent he is. And he takes on so much and he just gets better. Like, no, it's like you can't, 
you know, like he always talks about wood on the fire. Like you can't put too many expectations on this guy because he always, always meets them and rises to the challenge. So under pressure kind of uh, deals with that a little bit. And it also kind of talks about, you know, what actually is pressure. And uh, Damien had that quote from back in 2017, which was sort of came back up again during the playoffs run, you know, where he talked about pressure as the single mom who's trying to scuffle and pay her rent. We get paid a lot of money to play a game. Don't get me wrong. There are challenges, but to call it pressure is almost an insult to regular people. And then like Kevin Durant brought that up in some of his interviews. And so I just think the song under pressure kind of hits at Damian Lillard and who he is, at least for the Blazers, from those two different directions. So I'm actually, as soon as we're done, I'm going to go listen to the. I've listened to like three times already today. And I'm just like, this might be my song for the summer. <laughs> I love it so much. And it just makes me think of, you know, how much... How much is at stake going into next year with this tiny little window or maybe large window opening, depending on how you look at it and like how how many teams are going to be trying to get through that window. And if there's anybody who can, you know, uh, surpass all expectations to get through it, it's Damian Lillard in my mind. Yeah. I Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Cassie, do you have a summer blazer-related theme song? I do. And I think, speaking of pressure, there's another guy on the team that's been under a little bit of pressure, and that is Myers Leonard. So I think his summer workout hype song has to be Here Comes the Hammer by MC Hammer. (laughs) Um, I just... I just imagine so many MC Hammer songs being something that Myers listens to. Um, Or, like, that's the music that plays in my head when he's having an amazing game. Um, And so I think it's just maybe my Myers playlist to myself. But I feel like he'd appreciate it. And uh, part of the song goes, here comes the camera. Yes, this is a mission that I'm on. And I feel like Myers is on a mission. He showed a little bit of that in the playoffs. And I hope we get to see a continuance of the mission. So I hope he's listening to it all throughout his summer workout. So he can show us the hammer. And I hope he's not spending too much of his summer uh, on the Twitch stream playing Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> I think he he does that, but he seems like he always shows up at the tournaments with the hammer. Yeah. <laughs> and he's also actually always working out. So he actually needs... He probably just needs a break from that. So it's good that he has Fortnite. Yeah. (laughs) He's really leaning into the hammer thing. I know. I'm here for it. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to show up to Summer League with that giant hammer. I know. You know it. Like, he's going to hurt somebody. Like, what if he's like, Anthony, go get me my hammer. And Anthony tries to pick it up. And it's like, it's so heavy. And he like f- drops it on his toe or something. I just, I'm a, I'm just a little bit worried about that hammer. I think it's, it's fun and everything. But I just, I don't want anybody to get hurt. Like, is it too heavy for the team plane? Like, I just, I mean. Yeah. I mean, that's got to be. They probably have to store it below mm-hmm. in the cargo space. Yeah. Yeah. How is he going to travel with it? You know? You need a travel hammer. Yeah. You need, need like a lighter a- version. <laughs> Maybe he has one that's made out of styrofoam that he. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I wonder if that's like really the hammer that he's. I'm sure Myers wouldn't like lie to us like that. He would like not have 
you know, a fake hammer. But I think you're right. A travel hammer might be in order. Yeah, that might be good. Kim, do you have some other, um, any other uh, blazer related theme songs? Yeah. So, um, so we don't, we still just don't really know too much what's going to happen this off season in terms of the blazers. Um, But one thing that's kind of just a shadow over everything that we do is our luxury tax issue. I chose uh, notorious B.I.G. Mo money, mo problems. But really, it's that we've spent mo money and now have mo problems. You know, maybe it's no money, no problems, because we just have all these big contracts and it's kind of complicated what our offseason moves can be with, you know, not a lot, not a lot of money we're working with. Um, but I mean, they were willing to go into the luxury tax tax, I believe when we picked up, uh, Rodney hood and, uh, Cantor and all and them, but we'll see. I, I'm not really, I don't even really have any predictions. Um, so maybe you guys can jump in on blazers off season. Cause I just, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. And it's because I don't want them to really shake up the team too much. I'm, I'm kind of in that like sentimental period where I'm like, we need to sign everybody that we had the same at last save as last season and change nothing. Yeah. But, <laughs> so I think it's I I'm not a good judge of, of what's what's the right thing to do this off season. I think you make an excellent point about it. Really, um, the mo money mo problems. It all stems from 2016 when suddenly all the teams had mo money. Right. It's the year that everybody went out and gave a bunch of like super ginormous contracts, including the trailblazers. And that is what, you know, everybody points to and says, you know, this is why we have these giant contracts because they went out and spent all this money in 2016. So I think it's a very apt song because right now, Mo Money, Mo Problems has, like you said, turned into no money, Mo Problems. But, um, yeah, in terms of what the Blazers are going to do, I mean, Cassidy, do you have a thought on who you think the most likely uh, free agent that the Blazers are going to resign is? I mean, it changes daily for me. (laughs) I'm leaning towards it being, I don't know. I really don't know who we're going to sign. I think that out of our free agents, I think – I don't know. I just want to keep them all so badly. I, I want to. This keep is them so all. hard. But you can't. You can't. We ha- they they uh, can't. They afford it. It's it's so hard. And that's why, like every day, I'm like, who's it going to be? And I I think about it in terms of, you know, okay, well, what they really have is a need for a short term center, and mm-hmm. and as Cantor just like fit that bill so well, could and you know maybe that he would be okay. Not necessarily taking less money, but taking a shorter term contract. But that would, of yep. course, also mean they would have to like do a bunch of other money stuff to make sure that they would have enough money to pay him. Aminu is the only person that they can actually go over the cap to sign. But in terms of what they really need, I mean, he's been super – I mean, look at me talking, right? The biggest Aminu Appreciation Society member ever – 
But in terms of what they really need looking towards the future, if you're talking about signing someone for multiple years, I don't think that he is what they need. I think somebody more like Rodney Hood is what they need. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, like I said, it's a daily thing. I don't I have I have no idea where they're going to go. And I think Mo Money More Problems is the is a perfect song to describe that. (laughs) I also think Al Horford being on the market is an interesting thing. Uh, that the Blazers may need to look at. Yeah, they'd have to they'd have to really do mm-hmm. some uh, tricky work to make enough money. Yeah, um, to have enough space. But that's the other thing that is going to be so interesting to see what types of things uh, front offices do this year. Because on you know in some in some cases it might be there might be some role players who are signed to teams that ended up with it like so the Knicks are a team who created all this cap space expecting to have Kevin Durant come but if Kevin Durant doesn't come because he decides to stay put you know with his injury and everything the Knicks now have all this space so they could go out and way overpay for somebody and then kind of skew the market so you know it's it's gonna be fascinating I can't wait to see what happens (laughs) Draft night is going to be crazy when it's right around the corner. Well, and even like with the Blazers bringing in people for, you know, working people out with the draft upcoming and all of that, they've just been really bringing in guards. Mm -hmm. So that is kind of making me feel like, okay, if we're not looking for, you know, bigs, then I mean, I'd like to see us keep Cantor as much as possible, just because I think Myers still, I, I'd like to just have the Myers canter, you know, we can't just have, you know, it can't can't just be Myers and Collins and Scal. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's just, that's just simply not enough. I totally agree with you there. (laughs) Yeah. And um, yeah. Oh man, I can't wait till Nurkic comes back. I know. We didn't come up with a song for Nurkic. Oh, I feel so bad. Oh. We, we can have an entire playlist dedicated I, to Nurkic. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. If anybody thinks of one in the next few minutes, I'll go and give another one. And then if you think of a Nurkic one, <laughs> definitely hold on to it. I thought of one for Mo, E.T., and Aminu celebrating their incredible jaunt through Europe, which we were lucky enough to watch on Instagram. Those three traveling together was like, I could not get enough of it. And I just thought this would be the best trip ever. Um, They went to business school in Milan. They went to Paris. I can't remember where else they went, but it was just Barcelona, Barcelona, Mm -hmm. Spain. Okay, that's right. They went in in front of that, uh, that cathedral. I don't know if they took in a World Cup game or not. I don't think that they did. But it was clearly a road trip that we all, like, were just so lucky to even, you know, be uh, to able to witness. Because, like, I mean, can you think of a better traveling combination? I mean, the Steam Room Mafia goes on the road. So <laughs> in honor of wanting to see more of that content, my song for them is On the Road Again by Willie Nelson. <laughs> I love it. Because I just, I want to watch them on the road all summer long. Yes. I know more road trips with the Blazers. Take us with you. I know in the summer is young. <laughs> Although with guys 
let's see. Well, I guess it's Damien and CJ are going to be playing in the for Team USA. And I don't think there's anybody else on the team right now who's playing for any of the other international teams. I mean, Nurkic would be. Oh, and uh, Chief is going to be playing mm-hmm. for Nigeria. So there's, there's a. I mean, there's all kinds of opportunity for road trips. I I also couldn't think of a good song for uh, Terry Stotts for the summer. Like, what do you guys think that he does during the summertime? I like. I actually like typed in like Terry Stotts classy music <laughs> Terry Stotts <laughs> rock and roll to see if like anything came up just some sort of weird random like Google results and all it was was just him in press conferences talking about Damian Lillard so. <laughs> I just imagine him sitting by a campfire listening to somebody play the guitar because mm-hmm. I, I know he likes to hike so I feel like hiking might be part of that maybe like hiking, a campfire yeah. song <laughs> Yes. Uh, like home on the range. That's the only one I can think of. <laughs> I went a totally different direction when you first mentioned that, which is, I mean, maybe personal Jesus by Depeche Mode. Oh, <laughs> tell me more. How did that, how did that uh, image pop into your head? Well, just Terry. I mean, he, he's just making things happen for our team and we're, we're, uh, He's someone to hear our prayers. He's someone who cares. He cares about our team. And he cares about the fans. And he's just a good dude. I am noting that, and we're going to add it to the playlist. <laughs> I mean, don't read too much into the lyrics. but yeah. <laughs> Not everything can be about a lyric. And Depeche Mode's kind of dad music, so I feel like he'd be, <laughs> I feel like he'd be into it, maybe. Oh, my my 90s new wave haircut hurts hearing you say that that's dad music. Oh, well, my I love parachute it. pants are so disappointed. I Wait, parachute pants aren't in style anymore? <laughs> I love Depeche Mode and I picked a song from Rush. So I, I'm cornering the market on dad music at this point, though. So. <laughs> All right. Do we have any last songs to share for our uh, summer playlist, volume one? I think that's it. Okay. I have one. This is for all Blazer fans. And it's just to get us all prepared and set expectations for the off season. Cause I know we always all have lots of hopes and dreams I, for one, was somebody who was heart holding in my heart hopes that Anthony Davis might somehow end in Portland, and it did not happen. So I've already been saddened one time, and I think it's probably going to happen many more times because I also <laughs> totally love Admiral Schofield as a draft pick, which probably means that he'll never come to Portland. <laughs> With that in mind, for all Blazer fans, I will dedicate You Can't Always Get What You Want but if you try sometimes, you'll get what you need. Because I think if any year proves that, it was this last season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the perfect message. And what you need is Damian Lillard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you need is, yeah, Damian Lillard, who can get everybody else around him to do what needs to get done. So even though we're hoping for all this other stuff, they're there putting in the work, doing their jobs, and doing a really great job with it. 
Okay, well, I think we have the beginnings of a great playlist. So I'm going to go ahead and get on YouTube and turn that into a playlist. And I will definitely share that with the podcast so people can subscribe to the summer playlist. Um, Well, Kim, thank you so much for joining us today. This is really fun uh, to talk basketball and, you know, talk music. Do you want to tell folks how they can follow you on Twitter? Yes. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at... Uh, K-Dub in this club, K-D-U-B in this club, um, like the Usher song, Love in this club, uh, which, you know, maybe that should have made the playlist. But yes, I'm on I'm on Twitter too. <laughs> at K-Dub in this club. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me on. This was so fun. And it's always fun talking Blazers with people from Twitter and people out in Rip City. So really appreciate it. Right on. Well, we are super glad you were able to make it. So for people who haven't already subscribed to the podcast, you can subscribe to the podcast in the Blazers Edge podcast feed. So wherever you go to for your regular subscriptions, subscribe to Blazers Edge. And every time a Hoops and Talks podcast comes out, it will show up in that feed. Cassidy, do you want to take us out of here? Yeah, that's going to do it for this episode of the Women's Hoops and Talks podcast. The What Podcast. You can find Tara at TCB Biggs with two G's, and you can find me, Cassidy, at Cassidy Gamut on Twitter. Uh, and we love email. You can email us at hoops or um, hoopsandtalks at gmail.com. We love emails. People should totally send us icebreaker ideas because we're going to run out of ideas pretty soon. Yes, please send us your icebreakers. My brain hurts. <laughs> Awesome. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. We'll talk to you later. Bye.